Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hi, my name is Laura Lee Rourke. I'm one of the founders of Beyond Hunger and the co-creator of the, the Body Love Cards. And just uh, before we talk about the Body Love Card that we're going to talk about today, which is divinity, I want to say that part of the reason why I'm doing this is because we have to remember that our bodies are divine and that we, they cannot be shoved into a space that is too small for them. And they can't be cut into a body that looks like a 12-year-old boy when they're actually women and they're, they're supposed to look like women. So I want everyone to remember listening to this podcast that it is not about the food, which is the name of the book that Carol and I wrote many years ago, but it's also not about your weight. It is about what you're putting on your weight or your food. It's not about that. And it never is. It's about how you feel about your body. And if we can learn to love the body that we have and take care of it and own it and be responsible for it and love it unconditionally, have compassion for it, we will never, ever have to worry about a diet or some sort of meal plan. Or So coming up on the beginning of the new year, when everything is out to tell us that we're not okay, and we need to buy this product in order to be okay, try to remember that your body is divine and it has its own little thing that it wants to do. It has its own path and it wants to be a certain size and it wants to be a certain color and it wants to be a certain age and it wants to be whatever it is. And we should let it be that. We cannot control it with our mind. We need to let our bodies be okay. So divinity, the card is at the beginning of, in the front of the card, is the goddess is opening her arms to a beautiful mountain image with a sun shining bright. And her deer is looking at her and she is just giving herself up to nature and to the idea of divinity is how I look at that. And the card reads, All that comes through us is divine because we are divine. A long time ago, our bodies were considered to be the image of the divine. Yet at some point, we started seeing our bodies as objects to be sculpted into someone else's idea of perfection. Every ounce of us is divine. When we start to accept this, just as we accept our bodies and our feelings, then we can stop fighting with ourselves and allow ourselves to freely express our own divinity. And my guest today just embodies this card so much. If you just look at her or spend any time with her at all, you know that she's the image of the divine. And she just brings that into every room that she walks in. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you what she's up to. She's just written a beautiful book. And hopefully you can talk about that for a minute and share that with us because our work is so divine that we forget that. We forget it all the time, how divine we are, how spiritual we are. We're not 
what is this saying? We are spiritual beings trying to live in a human body. It's not the other way around that we're humans trying to be spiritual. We are already divine. We are already spiritual. We just have to remember that. So I'm going to let her go and introduce herself. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here, Laura Lee. My name is Nubia. Uh, if you want to learn the full name, Nubia Teixeira, um, <laughs> which is a very common name in, in Brazil, but here, you know, it's different. Yes. I feel that uh, coming to live in this country uh, has been a gift for me and a gift for the people that I encounter because um, I am really embodied <laughs> in, yes. in um this joy of being uh, alive and to have within this physical body the awareness of how unique and how precious it is to have been given the gift of uh, this life. I, yes. I really feel like um, this is my main objective here, to be in this body yeah. and then to feel this body, I mean, in general, not in USA, but to be here in this body is the main objective. And then to embody in this body joy and truth, mm -hmm. authenticity. So coming into form and then being born in Brazil allowed me to really get in touch with the feelings and sensations in a way that is both primal and the sacred. Mm -hmm. So things that are, you know, it's okay to feel those feelings. It's actually part of the culture and it's okay to express those feelings. Uh, we do that very well. When I moved from Brazil to here mm, 20 years ago to be with my beloved husband, that mm -hmm. was what brought me here. I felt right away one of the things I did not want to forget is who I am just culturally. That's right. And then also that I have all these yummy curves and uh, <laughs> my form is uh, an expression of my abundance. Yes. Right. And the abundance of love that I feel uh, within me expresses also in, in the outer That's shape. Right. And to be embodied and to love from that embodied body is a mm -hmm. great gift. So the gift, the gift of hugging, the gift of holding, the gift of being this refuge sometimes yeah. for someone or this strong shelter or yes. this protection is really important. Right. To be sort of embraced by the mother spirit of abundance. I don't know. You know, I take yoga with you, have for many years, and you just embody that yoga mother. And everything's okay. Your body is going to move as it needs to move. And um, don't worry about it. And it's not a, something that somebody's going to whip you into shape. It's like, let your body go to where it needs to go in this beautiful yoga practice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I guess you introduced myself as a yoga teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I feel very grateful to have met yoga. When yes. I was 16. Mm. And I started teaching yoga when I was 18. So it gave me a place uh, to put my feelings, to put my, you know, awkwardness. Yes. And to embody the qualities that I feel to me are like my protection, like my ground. Yes. Versus worrying about um, 
image or, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, yoga gave me a path, gave me a job, gave me a place to yes. fully express myself. And right. Then, a place to start in that. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding that um, for me and the way that I learned yoga and the way that I teach yoga is not really about um, the physical form, but mm. it is through the physical form that we are tapping into these realms of the sacred and also, I'll say again, into those qualities that we wanted to develop here as humans. Yes. To me, yoga is more like a philosophy, a way of life and a way of living. Yes. And uh, embracing life and embracing others and embracing yourself in a right. very warm, particular, unique and uh, divine way. Yes. So what I've noticed is that I've taken yoga for many years and I used to teach yoga, that there's been a kind of a shift in the yoga business that you need to be thin and wear these really small clothes. Oh my God. <laughs> and you need to look a certain yoga way. And I rebelled against that, of course. And many years ago when I taught yoga, I taught a class or for yoga for anybody. So any size or shape, it didn't matter to me how you showed up. It was okay. We're, everybody can do it. Let's just start. If you're 90 years old, if you weigh 300 pounds, it doesn't matter. You're going to be fine. And that was very radical at that time. Now, I do notice that it's more and more coming back to that. People are going to yoga. But how do you, how do you carry that divinity within yourself and your body and teach in a way that people can sort of let go of that ideal of the yoga body in this culture that we have right now? I never tapped into that. I never worried about that. I never wore special so-called yoga clothes. You know me, I wear what I wear. And I actually, when I'm teaching, I'm very modest about of what I wear. So I'm actually covering my body because, sure. you know, like with a t-shirt, because I don't like, although I'm Brazilian, I don't like to wear those things for teaching to You're me. You're not it's wearing a, very a string sacred, bikini like a lot of Brazilians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very sacred uh, moment to yes. be embodying with others, to be in the body with others. You had quite a few questions there. In yeah, I know. So let me but rewind. I think, I think but, you just said something that's so important is you're coming from a place of divinity in the yoga, which I think gets lost sometimes in the business of yoga. Yeah, I can't go there in the business of yoga or the, you know, the more patriarchal uh, way of teaching and approaching it. Yes. I can't go there. Yes. I shouldn't because that's not in my nature. I never thought I was going to be a yoga teacher, but just my love for yoga led me to yeah. teach yoga. I always show up with the, the same heart and intention to 10, 1 or 20 or 30. I've taught festivals for hundreds of people, but it's always the same simple heart that shows yes. up, which is maybe not the best, but I'm never teaching from the business perspective. So I'll never change what is spontaneous in me yes. in order to have more students in my classes. Sometimes I'm so spontaneous that I scare people and that's just how it goes. I will never stop that flow of authenticity. And also mm -hmm. I feel like since the beginning, but to this day, after 30 years of teaching, 
I kind of like that Nubia kind of steps back and there is this force moving through me yes. and uh, it's creative and it's uh, loving and it's nurturing. So I never question her. Mm -hmm. So if it, this is what's happening today in class, we're just moving slow. That's what's happening. If we're moving yep. fast, she is swifter today. So let's, mo <laughs> let's move faster. But I never question. And um, she always accomplished and I'm always at service. Yes. Uh, of service to this force of yoga, which yeah. to me, in my understanding, is very feminine and very yes. nurturing, nurturing, very loving. So although I do know a lot and I love studying the texts and the scriptures and the history of yoga, I, I have that part also. When I teach, it's not about that. Yes. Those things come from an embodied experience and most of the time these days we're moving and this presence is moving along with the, yeah. the breath. And right. The, the and I, I think as a, somebody who was your student for a long time, that's what I loved about your class, which didn't happen in a different class that I found. So I never knew really what you were going to do, but whatever it is, it was fine. Mm. <laughs> and um, because I feel like you embody it and you're, you let us embody it because you are, you're not, you're not scared of whatever's going to happen. So then we're not scared of it. Or planning. I'm or not planning. planning. Right. Yeah. Right. Just allowing. It's beautiful. Um, let the divine flow through you, which was exactly what we all need, I think, especially in the world that is so, let's hurry up, let's make more money, let's get a bigger car, let's do these things. And we forget that we have these beautiful divine bodies and spirits and we need to be fed that yeah i love the physical body i love the people in my life yes. i love to have this body place to come back every day mm -hmm. too and then to work with and to commune with and so there are different ways of perceiving yoga the way i perceive the way i teach is more with the bhakti yeah. approach which is devotional in a sense but another translation for bhakti is a relationship. So is your relationship with yourself, your relationship with the divine, your relationship with the, you know, you and me. Yes. So there is no distinction. It's all the same. Yes. So why would I feel afraid of you? Right. Because it's the same way I see you, I see yes. me and vice versa. So we can see also that divine in everything. So beautiful. And then uh, another way that I really feel it's true for me is to perceive creation and the divine is by honoring the divine mother as the principle. Yes. So in some traditions, they will call our feelings, emotions, and creation and nature impediments. Impediments, Impediments, yes. right? Uh -huh. So in this way, Maya becomes disillusion and uh, how to live your life and experience higher states for that to happen you should just avoid or cut your feelings yes. or avoid um, the things that are springing right. and push away yes. or stuff away i guess yes your feelings or perceive creation as illusion and that doesn't work for me no. so another way which is the path of the followers of the divine mother shaktism is to perceive life as her presence so she is present in all of creation mm -hmm. she is the thoughts i'm thinking she is the words i'm speaking she is 
within you, within me, within all of creation, your puppy on your lap, like <laughs> all of those are expressions of this divine mother. And um, there is no way that I can evolve if I'm leaving my brothers and sisters behind. Yes. So we only evolve when everybody evolves and we evolve yes. with each other. And yes. whatever arriving it is, you know, the place of arrival, I don't know what that means exactly, but to me it's at her feet and her lap. And we will only arrive together in yeah. the end. Yes. That end. It's, it's good. If it's good for me, it needs to be good for everyone. Yeah. And if it's good for you, then it's good for me. And so let's all get on the same path together, holding hands, because it's a scary thing. But I think also that because I work with eating disorders and what makes me really sad when I'll see somebody walking their dog or doing yoga or trying to recover from an eating disorder is how much their body hatred will get in the way. And that's a taught, that's taught to us as children here in this country, at least for sure, that you should look a certain way the rest of your life. And that's just not possible, really. Not possible. <laughs> not fun also. Not to fun. think that you only have one body for this life, uh, you know, lifetime, physical body mm -hmm. speaking, because uh, you were born a little baby and then you evolve into who you yes. are and then you keep progressing yes. into the next stage and next right. phase and next phase until you're no longer. Right. There are two things uh, I just want to rewind. One is to say to perceive a divinity then mm -hmm. in all of creation, yes. including the self, the body and uh, everything and everyone around. So that is really important. And that's the path of yoga and the path of spiritual evolution that I am interested to grow mm -hmm. with everybody, to grow with challenge, to grow with just being very spontaneous and authentic versus, yes. you know, structured and we have to do this. Compressing or, right. you know, having to fit in right. one category, right? Yeah. And then also knowing that this physical body is so sacred. So in some approaches of yoga, people are taught to understand that they are not this body. And I often ask my students, are you this body? And I know they're going to say no. And I'm like, yes, you are this body as well as the other parts. Right, you know? of course. So in the, the philosophy of yoga, there are five five layers, at least the five that we understand, that we can comprehend and talk about. One is called Anamaya Kusha, which is the physical body. And Ana means food. Mm. So it's the body of food. So that's how the, <laughs> the physical body is described, which yes. is very interesting. And interesting. there's a deity called Anapurna. Food. Anapurna, she is underneath the ground, creating all the vegetables and the grains. So yes. she's this nourishing mother, Anapurna Devi. She feeds our physical bodies. But is that kind of a food that is nourishing for the soul as well? That's right. right? Not That's the right. kind of food that you buy in a package. In, right. Exactly. Like in the market, it's the kind of food that comes from the mother. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to remember that. So mm -hmm. especially right now with so much junk and so mm -hmm. much uh, trash in our world, to remember yes. to eat from the ground, from right. what is from the trees, from what is being given freely to us. Forever. Bountifully. Right. You know? Exactly. So, Anna Mayakosha. Then there is another layer which can go outside of the physical body or inside. It's Prana Mayakosha, the layer of uh, energy, Prana. 
Then manomaya kosha, so it goes out or in, right? Yes. Outside or inwardly, and is the body of mind, yeah, which is can reach so far. For example, I can be sitting here and put my head in my mother's lap in Brazil right now. Oh, so that body of and they are all linked, but. And then Vignana Mercosha, which to me is, I call the body of memory. You know, the memories you bring with you from past lives and yes. the memories you're going to carry with you, sacred in yes. this internal heart with you or hard drive <laughs> to the next life. It's translated as casual body. And then Ananda Mercosha, which is the body of bliss, which people then think that's it. You are not this body, physical body. Anamaya Kosha, you are the blissful body. Well, that's you. Everything. But without right. ignoring that exactly. you are right now in the thick of it, in this human body. Yes. And it's here that the churning and the evolution happens. That's right. Spiritual evolution doesn't happen when you are a spirit. Right. You were just a spirit. You were there. You were right. Gone. Nothing really to be but with the, that presence. Yeah. But you have the opportunity to incarnate in this physical body to then do your spiritual work. That's right. And so it's, it is in this body of food that things really happen. I really love that. Uh, I'm going to use that a lot. The body of food. You know, we're food. And it is true. I mean... We're, we're only in this body for a little while, and then it does turn to food for something. Well, we are created from the five elements, and then we eat the environment. We eat the elements yes. to survive, and so then in that. the end, we return element by element. Yep. We dissolve, or, you know, there is a, in yoga, it's called Laya Yoga, the yoga of the solution. There is this dissolution back right. into the elements. That's right. So it's very yeah. interesting well, our, what we are doing here. Yes, our <laughs> little brains often tell us that we are the only great thing, each individual one of us. We're great because we're all like this. We're all great because we are this, but not because I think that I'm the best person ever to lead the country. That's not really true at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like what you said. Maybe we can say like this. We are the great because we are part of something greater. That's right. <laughs> yes. Together we are all great. Yeah. And right? then, you know, as an individual, yeah, we are unique and we are beautiful and we have to honor that. But also we are. Yes, of course. The world can move on. I mean, life goes on without it's us. So you know? true. So, so true. <laughs> there are different ways of looking to this. And then, yes, why are you in this body? Wow, it was so good for you to do great things. Yes. Right? Right. And it would be so helpful for you to do good, great things. Yeah. Because that's what it is about that's in what, the end. Yeah, of course. That's what it is. Um, so one last thing before we end. I want you to talk a little bit about your book that you have written and is so beautiful. Oh, I don't want to end. <laughs> I feel we're just starting. <laughs> we'll have you come back. <laughs> Part two. Uh, so, okay, before I talk about my book, I do want to, it keeps coming back to my mind. I, of course, you know, Clarissa Pincola is this, huh? Yes, of oh, course. I love of that course. woman so much. And um, I have, uh, when I turned to 40, my husband gave me all the, she has a collection of, well, was uh, CDs. Now I, I have, uh, but CDs oh. of all of her work and talks and storytelling. Oh it's God. just amazing. 
she had it sounds true perhaps it still has she is such a resource and just hearing her voice is just so soothing for me and one of the things that she says and i think you like that that this body she calls the companion mm -hmm. <laughs> i know is this amazing beautiful companion that you know when you come into it like it's there for the first breath it's there inside of the Absolutely. womb it's there for the first breath and follow all these stages of your life and then in the moment of death is right there for you it's your companion for life yes you know people come and go things happen and the That's body right. is there yes and that to me is like i always remember that as like oh my body always like whatever is happening my body's telling me yes this doesn't feel good this is happening and the moon is full and my body's fuller yeah you know and it's I just know. like a, there is a it's pulsating and it's alive and it's transforming yep. and it's shifting like uh, right now i'm experiencing you know coming closer to 50 oh yeah breasts are bigger belly is bigger i have so much more also to give when you think of sophia you know, so as a goddess, beautiful. the feet is small, the hands are huge in this container. He has so yeah. much to give. Yes. And I always feel like my body is really telling me, give more. And, uh, you know, over, okay, retreat. The body is always informing me and it's exactly. always there for me. Exactly. So I would like to say that for your listeners because I yes. think it's really important. And then, uh, okay, so as I love so much yoga, I love so many different parts of yoga. But the part of telling stories with your hands is something that always captivates me. And then using yoga uh, mudras for keys, like the key that you put in a door and you open. Yes. The door has been something really big in, in my practice. Right. So each um, mudra is like a, a plug that connects you to a specific deity that you're calling or energy that you're calling or an element of nature yes a force of nature right so I always since the beginning when i started practicing yoga i combined yogasana with mudras or yes. i sit in meditation and i use a specific mudra because that day i want to call upon that specific force to descend or to you know feel that presence mm -hmm. in my heart to support me uh, later on, it was in 97, I started to be trained in classical Indian dance, and I'm trained in Odyssey, mm -hmm. which is a beautiful classical Indian dance from the state of Odisha, I think is the most beautiful. <laughs> uh, that's why I chose that. Yes. And um, I started in Sao Paulo, I lived in India for six months, it's just training uh, Odyssey. And then since I moved here, I have a teacher here. Mm -hmm. An Indian man, he's super beautiful dancer, very beautiful devotee, Vishnu Tatvadas, mm -hmm. Indian man, and he's being this beautiful presence in my life, continuing me in this path. So in uh, Odyssey, we have a lot of uh, what's called Abhinaya, storytelling with the hands. Right. So I felt like um, it was a mission, really, because I didn't want to go through the work of putting this together, but a mission to. Um, teach the next generations how to embellish their yogasanas and the yoga practice with the mudras that are meaningful. Yes. And we will call upon those energies. Right. So, and bringing that here to us lucky people that get to study with you about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the name of the book is Yoga and the Art of Mudras, mm -hmm. and it's published by Mandala. And you can go on my website and take a look, Nubia Teixeira. Yeah. Dot com. It's, it's beautiful. There. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if there is uh, some young woman out there, because you live here, somewhere in America, that is worried that she doesn't understand this yoga, but what would you say to her? She wants to learn how to love and take care of the body that she has, and she'd like to do it in a yoga kind of a practice instead of going to the there's nothing wrong with going to the gym, but going to the gym every day for two hours and working out. But how would you, what would you tell her to sort of be assured that she's going to be okay? With Well, the first thing I wanted to say is uh, your curves are beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would even say being very Brazilian, they are yummy, uh-huh. you know? And uh, then if you watch nature, if you go for a hike and you'll, Uh, start walking, looking up into all the trees and the plants and the vegetation, you will see that every single tree and every bush is very different. Yep. Right. And there are, it's, they're seasonal. So they, they are full, then they're no longer full, you know, the leaves fall and each tree is so different. And there are no such things as straight lines (laughs) in nature. I don't see much straight lines. I see more like rococos. Yeah. And uh, coming off center right. and bended. And uh, it's very artistic and very beautiful. So if you begin to perceive your body, physically speaking, seeing as a piece of art, it's pretty amazing that you're so unique and uh, that you don't fit in the box. Yes, exactly. It's really important to see that. And then if you go into the next layer with this tapping into your inner energies and uh, this uh, flow of love and light that is moving mm-hmm. inside of you, you understand that the physical body is serving that current, that the rivers and the oceans that are moving inside of your physical body. Yeah. So to serve that, to understand yourself and your feelings and your life through that mm-hmm. watery-like uh, reality is so beautiful and so, so needed. It is so needed. And I think here in Marin, we get spoiled by this isn't an unusual thing to say, to have this conversation with two women. But in the middle of the country, it might be kind of hard to find somebody to have this conversation. But find them. Find them. Yeah. Start talking. Find them. Look at what I'm learning. Can we talk about this? Yeah, and I just want to say that the last and most important thing is like then tapping to your inner power, That's which right. is not like a power I can do anything. It's a power that it, it can be very gentle for some people, yeah. very quiet for others, mm-hmm. but it's, it's your power. Yeah. And tapping to that and then ask that power, that source, how can I serve you? And then express yourself from that place of service to that inner power. So beautiful. Which will will take place in the world and serve maybe not the bigger mass, but the people that uh, will need what you have to offer. That's, That's how right. I, I do. Like, okay, where can I bring my waters in a way that will serve whoever needs this type of water to drink? Yep. That's so true. That's so true. That's a wonderful way to end it. So I wonder if you'll read the just for today yes. on the card. I've just really loved having you here. Nubia, thank you so much. To be here. Today, I will practice sitting quietly and try to experience my divine self. I will ask myself, 
What if just being me as I am is divine? What does divine feel like in my body? How do I want to express my divinity? That's pretty much what we said. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what if it's enough that we're just here? Yeah. What if that's enough? What if you get to be loved and taken care of and honored and because you showed up? Yeah. What if that? It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.